Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is our 77th podcast. Uh, I am Alex, and this is a somewhat special podcast because, well, we have some very ordinary people with us today. And that's, Hello. That's Tom. Oh, I thought we were talking about these two. Talking about you, Tom. You are very ordinary. Martin. Hello. And Mr. Ordinary himself, Stuart. Oh, yeah. But more importantly, we have our two game changer winners with us uh, Ewan. Hello. And Lydia. Hello. Hello, chaps. Hello. Chap and chap. It's just a general kind of chaps. It's not. It's Specifically, men, does it? No. <laughs> Lydia, by the way, is a girl, aren't you? I am. Not a 12 year old boy. <laughs> this is the rare occasion mm. of all 77 podcasts. I can't even. Oh, I think we've had Stacey on the podcast, but maybe that doesn't Keza. count. Oh, yeah. Keza's a girl. When we had well, the feedback so. and they said, is Keza a 12 year old boy? Yeah. So you're the first proper girl we've had on the, the podcast. The first proper so girl. Congratulations. Thank you. For the game changer experience, obviously, we announced the winners uh, earlier this week. How was it for you? The whole experience. It was amazing. The. The last, the final last week was so exciting. Going to the MotorStorm event, which was crazy, and doing the interviewing and everything. Uh, yeah, just enjoyed the whole thing. It was great. So, you and just for the benefit of our listeners, can you explain what the MotorStorm event was? Um, it was a promotional thing for uh, MotorStorm Apocalypse. It's called Apocalypse Live. Um, it was sort of a Beyond the Thunderdome type uh, gladiatorial combat between a bunch of racers that had been selected over the course of the previous weeks for FHM, Games Radar, IGN, and, and some someone else, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just, they they tried to simulate um, an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yes. that was bad timing. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. So yeah, the, the idea of the, that ball, we had competitors from IGN, obviously, going up against all the other sites, but then they had like, I don't know, pit bulls and mm. stuff like that to put them off and apparently yeah, sad they were being ele- well, yeah exactly they were supposed to be aggressive dogs but they were quite cute they were, they were really, really sweet the yeah, they the, just wanted strokes yeah. the dog they had on leash was such, had such a lovely little face oh. and, and like, <laughs> everyone just wanted to stop stop racing just to give it a stroke as opposed to being maybe that's the whole point yeah. distraction yeah. through cuteness did you see the size of its balls <laughs> they were enormous I was quite jealous really? yeah I was Hell's teeth. What, that he could walk around with them hanging out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. Well, that's, funny enough, that's how I lost my last job. <laughs> um, but the other thing, they had like these motorbikes doing donuts and kicking out like mm. smoke from their tyres. That was great. Like, Has anybody crazy. here ever been to a wall of death? A real life wall of death? No. no. I'd reckon, I'm not sure, because I thought it was illegal, but then they had no. one in uh, Victoria Park. Yeah, uh, they had one at, at my local park. Yeah. It's like a travelling kind of circus or whatever. They a had carnival. Well, it was more of a travelling circus, actually. Uh, carnival. Yeah. No. If you ever get the chance, I'd recommend going to Wall of Death. It's just an amazing, amazing thing to do. We'll just have bikes just driving into your face, pretty much. <laughs> really? Yeah. You'd like that, though. That'd be your kind of wet dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bikes obviously, riding into your face. Shut up. <laughs> but obviously, you two guys uh, were the two winners. So the first thing you're doing is the BAFTA Awards with mm. us tonight. Are you excited? I am, yes. I'm a bit, obviously, a bit nervous, but definitely excited to... So, uh, yeah, Lydia, you've been down there already just yes. to sort of scope it out. What did you think? It looks great. Well, everywhere looks great. Um, set it up. 
<laughs> sorry. Gibberish <laughs> moment. The IGN corner looks great. Um, we yeah practice the whole where everyone's going to stand and everything. So it's all becoming very real now. Um, so yeah, very excited about it. Should be good. And you and are you looking forward to it? Uh, I'm very afraid. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it in that sense. You've got um, nothing to be afraid of. Everyone's very nice, I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to be an well, evening of Lewis for me. It's also my first tuxedo. <laughs> Is it? Am I yeah, too? This is the, really? Yeah. How about that? Break scrapping my tuxedo cherry today. I hope, we, I hope we got time to take a photo of everybody in their in their tuxes and in Lydia in your cocktail dress because I think that'd be a nice thing to put up on there. Yeah. Can we take some pictures mm. while we're changing as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do it in up. front of a webcam, Tom? Okay. Something special for our readers. Yeah, but I do that every weekend. We could test exactly. that with live stream like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Uh, how come you entered in the first place? Was it? Did you ever think you'd get through to the sort of the final rounds or? Not at all, no. When I, I looked through everyone else's um, entries and it looked so good, uh, there were so many other people entered, I didn't think there was any chance that this would be the outcome. Yeah, I, I went onto the, the site after it because all the, the pieces had been put up. It was the first time I'd seen the, the stuff the other guys had done. Um, and I'm amazed I got through, frankly. I just thought the quality was absolutely outstanding. So I'm Chuffed and slightly you incredulous. Proud. <laughs> you did awesome. Yeah. How loud was that thing last week, though? How stupidly loud! Was so that loud. I mean, I guess the apocalypse is going to be loud, but that was stupid. <laughs> did it make you a colostomy bag pop? <laughs> Why would you say I've got a colostomy bag? You're old. Yeah. You can't old, old people have working sphincters. You, yes, you could have just turned down your uh, hearing aid. You could have been all right. <laughs> I had headphones on all night. These poor guys, I couldn't hear a word they were saying. <laughs> You can have the uh, earplugs at things like that, though, can't you? Yeah. It, well, it was stupidly was it a loud. Bit mm. yeah. it, like, stupidly loud. Oh. Not even a little bit loud, but stupidly loud. So, But yeah, fair thanks play for, for, thanks for like, backing up what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but when I say it, it sounds cooler, so... <laughs> Authoritative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well done for trying to do interviews in conditions where you can't even hear your own uh, voice, so... Good work. Thank you. And thanks to all the other finalists, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can see all the finalist entries up on the Game Changer website, which is promoted on IGN right now. Uh, moving on, uh, this week's news. And Martin, going back to Motorstorm, you've got some stuff. Yeah, obviously the release of Motorstorm Apocalypse, which was supposed to be this Friday, um, has been understandably put back because of the ongoing crisis in Japan with the um, earthquake and ensuing tsunami. Um, not sure how it's going to affect the US release right now because the US yeah. release was down for middle of April. Um, so that could well be affected. There's been a number of games uh, cancelled or delayed because of it. Disaster Report 4 was cancelled. Oh, again, understandably. I can't imagine that many people were waiting for that. It's a really good series. It's a shame really? for it to go, but it's, yeah, it's totally unsettling what's happened as, with that. Um, and Dead or Alive 3DS has been delayed as well. But obviously, these are minor problems because of the crisis in Japan. Is it staff problems? Or yeah. like the, oh, like right. The okay. Yeah. Fine. So Sorry, obviously, these I, are quite minor th- problems. Considered. I thought you meant game content within Dead or Alive. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously, these kind of these kind of things pale into insignificance compared to what's going on over there. With, yeah, uh, with regards yeah. to Motorstorm Apocalypse, are there yeah. levels set over there, set in Japan? It's no, a fictional it's, place. It's a fictional it? place, which mm-hmm. is, and the whole premise is, it takes place during an earthquake, stroke, mm-hmm. tsunami thing. Right. So not not the time I don't think for that's going to be coming out right now. Because no. it was banned in uh, New Zealand. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Around the time when the Christchurch thing happened. So, evolution. Bad timing, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what can you do, though? I mean, Well, there's nothing. No, exactly. It seemed like a good idea at the time, and then nature comes and bites you on the ass. Well, well, that's good advice. Never base your game on natural disasters. Yeah. But you should, they're nothing to toy with, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it's going to see the light of day at some point, because it is a good, fun little racer. So, hopefully... Oh, yeah, you guys obviously play played it. What did you think? 
Yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't know. I found the whole. <laughs> but, but you can like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I liked it to an extent. I d- yeah. The whole in-game apocalypse, you know, crazy was a bit frustrating, yeah. if anything. The whole kind of angle of it was, and yeah, if anything, it made the gameplay less enjoyable for yeah. me. Yeah, the piece that you wrote, Ewan, wasn't so glowing. The yeah, it just felt really, really old fashioned. Yeah, um, it didn't feel like it had been developed. Like the actual, the fundamentals of it, the mechanics of it, seemed pretty, pretty ancient. It seemed exactly the same as it was when it first came out on PS3 five years yeah. ago, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel new. I think they focused so intensively on the actual aesthetics of it yeah. that I don't think they spent you know as much care and attention on the actual gameplay itself. So yep. I think it suffered from that. They obviously know that the cutscenes are awful as well because they you can skip them straight away. Yeah, really. Have you seen any of it? No. It's so teeth grindingly. Well, actually, cheesy. the first thing I did when I tried to play a career mode and it sort of st- go, started going through a story cutscene, I'm like, "This is a racing game, and you're giving me a god a really long story cutscene." So yeah, I, I didn't do that. No, it's, it's terrible. When we when we saw them last week at BAFTA, yeah, uh, the guy came up and said, "Yeah, if you if you like story, you can watch it. Obviously, I can understand if you don't. So we've put." You can skip straight on it, so they obviously know it's terrible as well. Right. It just seems like a really weird thing to yeah. shoehorn in. Let's move on to a good game. A good <laughs> game <laughs> is Batman Arkham City, and we had the first gameplay trailer uh, up on the site this week. Um, who's seen it? You've seen it, Tom? Yes. And? And it's, it looks amazing. Mm. I can't it wait. It amazing. Um, there's a really good Rewind Theatre on IGN as well at the moment, so check that out, and that yeah. deconstructs the whole thing from top to bottom. Yeah, because it looks like Rocksteady has included, uh, again, if, if we believe what we see, lots of little hints in there. Um, so Black Glove, no, not Black Glove. Was it? <laughs> Black, Black Mask. Black Mask, yeah. yeah. Possibly the Penguin as well. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, there's a bit where they've spotted sort of things, because apparently the city's divided up into gang areas for the, mm, the different right. supervillains, and one of them looks like it could possibly be the Penguin's area, so... That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. But the trailer looks amazing, yeah. I mean, I just, I can't wait for it to come out. I mean, it's got a release date now, right? October yeah. the, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, I think it's October the 18th. Something okay. like that, yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. right. It's I mean, honestly. when you get to my age, you don't wish your life away, but I can't <laughs> wait for that. Let's <laughs> yeah. still hope you're functioning by that point. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought so. Hopefully they'll bring out a version I can just play with my chin. <laughs> well, so Which one of your chins? Oh! Zing. I don't get it. Are you guys excited by Arkham City? Yeah. Um, although I haven't played the first one. Oh, wow. <laughs> really sure. oh, you're joking. No. You won't be the first person on the podcast who have not played a very famous game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, have you guys played Pokemon? I yeah. actually played it this weekend. Did you? Yeah, I took it away with me to uh, Mallorca. I was asking these two. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently hooked on Pokemon Black. Yay. Uh, yeah, really hooked. I've never even touched it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, seriously, Arkham City is going to blow your minds when it comes out. Um, I sat through a demo, about a half hour demo, a week or so ago. And it's the same stuff that's been written about online, but it it looks amazing. And all the new gadgets look amazing. And, and again, it's it's just the sort of vibe that they're setting. It's very exciting. Did you actually get hands on or was it just no, a show stuff? it was a controlled demo. Right. I can't um, wait to see there's just a whole city that you can just go yeah, and explore. That's just- yeah, and that's because like, a few people have asked, is it, is it as open as GTA? Obviously, because I didn't play it, you can't. I didn't have the job, opportunity to go and explore. But anything that's open to the sky, apparently, you can go right at the beginning. So in that respect, 
it's more open than GTA. You know, you're not on three islands that are blocked off or anything like that. It's only the buildings that are going to be uh, locked and. But I just don't know how that's going to work, though. Yeah. So, because they also didn't explain how the the missions would pop up. I don't know if it's going to be like GTA once you've un, you've done one, another three unlocked. As far as I know, it's it's done with detective mode. So you turn on your detective mode, and certain clues pop up, and then you follow that clue, and that takes you into a, the next mission or something. I thought that was more for the Riddler mode stuff, though. Is it? Um, mm. But again, they're, they're keeping their cards quite close to the chest. Yeah, but the, yeah, the bit that I saw showed Catwoman inside um, the courthouse was um, Two-Face um, about to shoot her in the face and then something happens with the Joker. I won't spoil it because you'll see what happens when you play the game. But it does look very good. Exciting mm. times. So um, I'm sure we will go hands-on with that probably, I'm guessing, around E3 time. So mm. look forward to that. Um, Tom, movie news. Some movie news, yeah, not much. Um, they're currently su- shooting Silent Hill 2, the movie. Uh, it's called Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Um, Sean Bean's going to be back. Same, is it Roger Avery again? Or is it uh, no, it is uh, the Solomon Kane director, Michael Bassett. He's scripting and directing. Um, and it's going to be in 3D. Like I said, Sean Bean and Rada Mitchell are going to be back, and they're shooting with the smaller, lighter, more flexible 3D Red Epic. So... Um, Apparently they say they're going to be able to take audiences deeper into the world of Silent Hill than they ever dreamed possible. Three mm. D's still leap, limping on, then, isn't it, in the cinemas? Uh, do you mm. think we? Uh, how do you think it's going, really? Um, I've uh, after first going to see a three D film, I've uh, um, uh, it has taken the sheen off me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Last few three D films I've seen were a bit disappointing. Well, there's the the, the, the biggest three D film that's coming out next week, which is. Cave of Forgotten Dreams, Werner Herzog's 3D film, ah. which I'm really, really, yeah. really looking forward to, unsurprisingly. It does look really good. So we've got Werner Herzog's coming out, we've got um, uh, Scorsese's uh, 3D film coming out pro- towards the end of the year, is that coming out? Yeah, I don't know if it's this year. All right, okay. Might be next year. I can't remember what that's called. Hugo, well, Hugo Cabaret. Yeah. Hugo Cabaret. Any other big, uh, big directorial 3D movies? Tintin? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I yeah. reckon that'll be good. But so far, all the others you've listed, yeah. I can't give two hoots about. So th- mm. the 3D film that has been canned is the Robert Zemeckis' remake of Yellow Submarine, which is going to be a mocap uh, animated film. Um, it had a cast, it had everything set up, but uh, Disney have canned it. Mm. So, At what point did that ever seem like a good idea, though? <laughs> I don't know. Carrie Elwes uh, and Peter Serafinovich were cast in it. Yeah, weird. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but that's been canned because uh, Disney's M- Mars Made Moms made like literally nothing at the the box office this weekend. So did they cast Peter? What's his face? So because he does a really good impression of yeah um, McCartney. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why they cast him. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that's, thank you. For, thank you for filling in the blanks there, Stuart. <laughs> that's all right. You were obviously struggling. Yes. That's movie news done. Uh, well, Lydia. Also, well, we might as well mention Chris is in South by Southwest. Uh, yes, he is. And there's uh, loads of reviews going up yeah, of movies. Yeah, Attack the Block, uh, Bridesmaids. Insidious, um, uh, Source Code. Super is going up today as well. So. Yeah, so check those out on the Lots site. Lots of exciting reviews coming out of South by Southwest. Uh, Lydia, you've got some news from Ubisoft. Yes. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft are releasing a new rhythm action game called Rocksmith. Uh, it features a fully functioning electric guitar with songs by David Bowie, Nirvana and the Rolling Stones. Um, they're kind of marketing it as, you know, Guitar Hero was a party game, but Rocksmith is going to be a music experience. Um, mm. Obviously, the controversy <laughs> is that this comes just after a month after they pulled the plug, uh, Activision pulled the plug on the Guitar Hero series. Yeah. So, and the reason they did that is because the Guitar Hero games weren't selling. So. Yeah, and obviously Rock Band Three uh, did, uh, didn't do too great either. No, 
But to be fair, it's been a few months since we've had the chance to pick up a gaudy piece of plastic tat to go with uh, our consoles. So. Rocksmith does Ooh. have something which sets it apart from the rest of them. It does do something slightly different in that you can use your guitar mm-hmm. with it. So it's, theoretically, it says it, it will support most electric guitars. Which I is don't a, see a muddy, if you can term, already but. play the electric guitar. Why would you want to plug it into a console and do that? Well, the game, it, they're saying it's like gearing it towards learning how to play the guitar. So more like uh, a, I guess, and again, Rock Band Three did that, but you had to pay uh, yeah. the whatever price it was for the pro guitar, mm. which you can actually use as a guitar once you learn. So right, I don't know how much an electric guitar. I don't know. Ninety nine pounds. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So do, we don't know if they're going to be able to use the Guitar Hero peripherals with that. Mm. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. If the whole point of it is that it's teaching you how to play guitar, mm. right? Okay. Um, but is this a shameless cash in, or do you think it's a shrewd bit of business? Or it's, it's it was it would have seemed like a good idea about two years ago when it had been greenlit, uh, and then uh, obviously everything's happened since then, and they, it's just it's too far along in development for them to can it, right? So mm. that's probably the reality of it, I think. Mm. Mm. But it's I think it's a super niche title. I can't imagine that many people wanting to do that. Mm. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I might be wrong. But I can. Rocksmith. I'd like a copy of Rocksmith. Yeah. <laughs> General meh from everyone then. Uh, well, thumbs down for Rocksmith. Well done, us. Uh, L.A. Noir, <laughs> uh, you have, you've got some news, Ewan. Uh, yeah. Um, L.A. Noir, which is Rockstar's upcoming detective game. Yep. Investigate them up. Um, <laughs> it's been clocked in at... I've never met anybody that can actually say that with such a plum as you. That just <laughs> You just kind of threw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's going to be 25 to 30 hours long, apparently, according to a Rockstar employee who was speaking at PAX, says that not including side quests or unassigned cases, as they yeah. call them, because it sounds less gamey, um, it'll be about 25 to 30 hours. Sounds about the same as GTA 4, right? Mm. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in keeping with what, what Rockstar done before. 4? God, it felt much longer. It was, it had to, <laughs> seriously, the, I think it was... I think the, tro- was, the trophy was to get it under 30 hours, mm-hmm. so I think that's what they were sort of, that was the, right, the okay. ultimate sort so of time red, for completing. Red talks in about 30 hours as well. Right. Mm. So it's a sort of similar size. Which when you think about it, the horse travels a lot slower in Red Dead, so there's actually less gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, I, 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 personally, um, but that's because I'm a gamer of a certain age, I think that's quite long. Yeah. Um, but then mm-hmm. maybe it's because I'm in a privileged position where I get to play a lot of games in a year and I, I can afford to have more than one game every few months so I'm not That's, sure it's one of those things though because you know that when that comes around to review yep. it will be Rockstar normally take you into a hotel or put you up in their offices and you have the game to play for like two days straight and it's oh my god it's crippling I know you did it for GTA 4 and you were literally locked in a room <laughs> um, and then they come and check on you once an hour to give you food and <laughs> food drinks and, and it's just not a pleasant way to play games yeah it's not the way I like to play games and you do just I, I did go slightly crazy I think it was over three days and so it was about, about 10-12 hours in a day yeah <gasps> I remember kind of did you walk out you? looking for pro- prostitutes as <laughs> 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 per um, yeah I was just, just, just seeing cars walking past and just subconsciously pressing like triangle just wanting to just <laughs> jump in and, 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 and run around you do, you do go slightly stir crazy if you play a game that much but I also think like because I'm really looking forward to LA Noir but that is a surefire way to make you not want to play that game ever again by doing it mm. you know in a kind of uh, sort of compact way like that so but I think I don't know, I'm looking forward to it but again difficult for me to spend 30 hours playing a game these days what do you think is the ideal length for a video game 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I think you know like 8 to 10 hours is pretty good 
I wrote, I would say about eight to ten hours, but I'm not sure that's because as I get older, I just don't have that much time to spend on but, it. But yeah, see, that's the thing, is that you're, you're paying the same for an eight to ten hour game as you are for a 30 hour game. I think, mm. uh, for me, I, I, it depends on how, how intense and how much is packed into that, that time length, I reckon. I reckon something like Call of Duty, where it's like six, seven hours long, it's quite an intense game all the way through, so you can only manage that long. Mm. Whereas something like Mass Effect, where there's so much stuff you can do and see and do, then 30 hours... Seems like it's maybe too short. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I, I guess it depends how it's paced. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let us know on feedback. What yep. do you think the ideal game length is? Because you've been playing Limbo as well, haven't you, Stu? Yes. And that's you said that was an ideal game length. Yeah, it seems to be very good. I mean, I'm what about three hours? I think that comes in. That's that all it is, isn't it? Yeah. But it's ideal. You know, I'll play that over you know two or three nights, and, and it will be complete. But I love it. I'm really enjoying it. Just graphically, it's so pretty and so simple. Mm. You played it. I was going to make a comment about that, but I'm not going to. What bit about being simple? Yes. <laughs> you oh, you're so simple. But, but yeah, it's like, the same with Portal. Portal being like nice and short. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I worry I about was Portal the too, actually, because I think I don't not sure if Valve realised one of the best things about Portal wasn't the writing was fantastic in it, the yeah. puzzles were fantastic in it, but actually the best part about it was it, it was the right length and it mm. was it was brave enough to be t- uh, three hours long. Yeah. Whereas every other big game seems to. I think it has to be over 10 hours long. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's, but that's, see, the, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, is that, have they spoken about LA Noir and multiplayer? Like, I, I don't know. It's not gonna, I, I, I wouldn't think it would happen. I, yeah. Well, I hope not, but again, that seems the other thing is that people, uh, developers feel like they have to shoehorn multiplayer in. Mm. Whether well, they're not doing that with Arkham City, though, are they? No, I know, but that's because Rock, uh, Rockstar got the balls to say we're not doing that. Right. So. Yeah, I hope that is the case. Yeah. What about the kind of Angry Birds thing? Like, um, you know, you're talking about um, uh, Portal being three hours long. Why why don't they start thinking along those lines? So well, Portal 2 comes out, it's three hours long, but then, you know, one day you boot up your console and surprise, surprise, there's another three hours worth of gameplay for you to play. What would you think about that? I'd charge you for it. Well, that would be something called episodic gaming, which would work really well. Say if there's a Half-Life 2, <laughs> I mean, they did an episode one, and then they did an episode two, and you'd only have to wait a little bit for episode three yeah, to come yeah, up. It would yeah, work yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but it's been proved that it can be done on the bite-sized games. You're only you're only looking to expand the scope slightly, aren't you? And by slightly, I mean by having another hundred people working on it. Yeah, I think that's the difference, though. If you're looking at the effort that goes into creating a portal level compared to the a level in Angry Birds, it's quite a lot different. Well, with Portal Two um, on PS3 and PC, with the SDK going out there, people will have access to lots of user-generated levels in that. So. What does SDK stand for? Something development kit, software development kit. Come on, kit. I asked you this last week. <laughs> software development kit. I'm, oh, I'm, I made something up last week. You did, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I'm not so awesome I said saucy dress knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, that's it for this week's news. Um, how exciting. Um, uh, Martin, uh, this week's discussion point is... Well, actually leads on from what we were just talking about just then, actually. It does, yes. Uh, Rovio's um, Big Cheese, Peter Vesterbacker, I think his name is... Um, said this week at South by Southwest that um, console gaming is dying. Um, and what does that, he mean by that? It's obviously a very bold statement. Uh, he said the idea of paying $50 for a game is going the way of the dodo. Uh, and it's all about games like Angry Birds, which are smaller, cheaper. Well, he would say that, wouldn't he? That's the sort of games he makes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean... People are still prepared to pay it. It's not like the, the industry's in decline. Or I mean, it, it, I think it's all about the experience you get. Yeah. Obviously, well, you two guys pay full whack for games. We're in the fortunate position. We get a lot of them for free. Mm. Does it make you wince every time you buy a game? Or I was just thinking of cod blobs there. I'm not entirely sure what this guy's position is. When you have, um, yeah. the, as what is essentially the biggest selling entertainment there is 
ever been. Yeah. <laughs> and then to come out not that long afterwards and say that, you know, <laughs> it's it's on the way out. Yeah. Um, Especially because Activision charges a premium for that game as well. Mm. You, know, you can't find it for, like most games you can get for a discounted rate when they go on yeah. sale, but mm. normally forty nine ninety nine minimum, which mm. is, mm. does my nothing. But what would your ideal price for a game be? I don't know. I mean, I don't usually buy games. You steal them. <laughs> I usually steal my games. But <laughs> I, I usually get them um, either online or secondhand because yeah. I just mm. find it too painful buying the, expensive, the yeah. full price. Um, I don't know. I'm happy to pay up to, I don't know, 25 yeah. for a game, yeah. I'd say, kind of max. Yeah, I try I and get it cheaper than that if I can. Yeah. Because even, um, what I went to look at something secondhand. I think it was... Um, Battlefield Bar Company, and that was still like twenty eight quid mm. second hand. Is that mm. Jesus? Yeah. That game's been out for a, almost a year. You can't buy Mario Galaxy two for less than thirty five either. Yeah, like mm. I've been keep meaning to pick it up, but every time I go in, I'm just like ah thirty five quid. Yeah, and the Which, thing with Black, uh, sorry, um, Battlefield Bar Company, do you then have to pay for the online pass as well? It's like come off it. And then you got to play for Vietnam as well. Yeah, because that's awesome. So, do you remember when um, when DVDs first started coming out and they, they were like 20, 25 quid to buy. Same and as now, Blu-rays, yeah. And yeah, same as Blu-rays. And now you can pick up a DVD for like three ninety nine, yeah. and a Blu-ray for a tenner. But games have never really followed that path, have they? They're, they're still, when, when a game, you know, even a new release film now will come out at around maybe 16, 18 quid. On Blu-ray, um, a lot of the time, especially yeah. if you order online, yeah. 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 But whereas games have just never, ever come down in price in, in, in relation to everything else. It's, it seems to be still now the most expensive form mm. of home entertainment. Well, I, th- I think... Apart from drugs and prostitutes. <laughs> right. You, you do have... Um, I wouldn't know. I would t- I'd call that... <laughs> <laughs> That's mobile entertainment for me. That's always out the house. Is that right? Yeah. What stays out the house? Stays yeah, in the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in um, my Cortina. I've completely forgotten what I was saying there. I can't remember. You're too busy insulting oh, no, so, me. No, what I was going to say was is that the premium games tend to still maintain their price, but like even like FIFA and stuff like that, you can pick up normally quite cheap um, day of release. Right. But uh, and also a lot of the time it's all about uh, trading. So mm. if you've got like a crappy old game, um, then you can get a decent price on that. Like I, I think uh, if you trade in Medal of Honor for COD Blops, you'd get it for pretty cheap if I remember rightly. But they Medal did of Honor, straight away after Medal it came of Honor out, yeah. was only like a week or two old at the time. Yeah. So. They're also trying to steal some of um, Activision's thunder. Mm. So there you go. But Rovio aren't the only ones with the balls out saying nasty things, are they? They all said nasty things. Oh, Cliff B. <laughs> he didn't say anything nasty as such. He just said there's only there's only room going forward for AAA games and the AA games, the kind of your smaller mid-budget games, uh, won't have room to exist anymore because it's either going to it's going to be two ends of the spectrum. Basically, you're going to have the smaller games like Angry Birds, and mm. then you're going to have Huge, big, ballsy titles like Gears of War and the smaller games which fall in the middle. I'm trying to think of good examples. Bulletstorm? Bulletstorm. Maybe Bulletstorm isn't like a AAA title. What was the one sat uh, the XBLA one set on a sinking ship earlier on this year? Oh, Hydrophobia. Hydrophobia. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's that's. I think that's a good model to, to That's follow, a low end, though. Well, yeah, it's a good model, I guess, but that uh, that would be low end of the price. See, I, I was thinking Motorstorm is a classic AA title. It's not a AAA title in my eyes. I guess then you would have you believe it is because it's a PS3 exclusive, yeah, but yeah, it's but not really. It's, you know, if you're comparing Uncharted 3 with uh, Motor Storm Apocalypse, mm. come on. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, think I, I still think there's room for those games. 
I think there's room for so much, and I think we've never had so much choice as gamers. And I think, I, we're, I, I think we're, it's we're very all fortunate down, right now. If they can balance development costs, yep, it's as simple as that. I think if they can balance, yeah, the price with what you get out of it. I mean, yeah. but say for something like Call of Duty, like you were saying, it still costs thirty-five quid or 40, 50 quid, whatever. But then with the online, you're still getting money's worth out yeah. of it. Yeah, if you pay forty quid for, I don't know, some of the limited campaign and no online multiplayer, and you're yeah, still yeah. paying the same price. It's yeah. it's not on. It's just, something like that should be like twenty quid or something. Yeah, an entry price twenty quid. Yeah, well, but there will be people who go and buy like Call of Duty, and that's the one game they buy for the year mm. yeah. and then they spend the entire year playing multiplayer or FIFA so. same yeah FIFA exactly so I don't know I don't, I don't agree with him so up He's yours Cliffy B wrong. if you agree with him or disagree let us know at com or hit us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash team IGNUK same for Facebook facebook.com forward slash team IGNUK or you can follow me on Twitter twitter.com <laughs> slash Alex IGNUK because I don't have enough followers do you two want to pimp out Twitter <laughs> no, I'm alright no okay fair <laughs> enough these two don't want you to follow them follow me follow Alex instead. moving on what films are out next week Tom uh, there's a fair few films coming out next week pick of the bunch is Wake well, sorry there's a few yeah Wakewood which is a horror film apparently it's a home invasion film better than your average home invasion film never heard of it <laughs> no Wakewood I think it's a thing it's the a Hammer film I'm not sure I could be wrong oh is this one with Hilary Swank in it mm, no that was the one That's last week yeah sorry um, no this isn't this isn't Hammer this is Vertigo but yeah apparently it's really good uh, Faster has got The Rock in it so That's we'll be rushing out to see that some right. sort of prison movie uh, does, he, does he still call himself The Rock I thought no, Dwayne Johnson right um, but he's gone back to wrestling did you know this no yeah he's, he's gone back to WWE yeah he's been uh Doing fights and stuff. Has he gone back as The Rock or as Dwayne Johnson? Uh, Dwayne Johnson, formerly known as The Rock. I don't know. That bloke from movies. Uh, there's also a movie called Limitless, which has got Bradley Cooper in it. And it's about a man who takes a tablet that makes him the most awesome dude ever. Love the oh, tube posters yeah. for that. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. good. Yeah. So if you've not seen them, called, it's the clear pill. That's right. So mm-hmm. they're not advertising the movie, they're advertising the product mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's quite, quite clever. And then The Eagle, which I saw quite a while ago now. Uh, swords and sandals Roman type thing and it's quite good Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell very hack and Roman slash, stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm. Channing Tatum is probably the least Roman looking person I've ever seen but yeah it's quite good and obviously the Cave of Forgotten Dreams oh yeah of I'm course sure. the Cave of the Forgotten Dreams oh, yeah. love a bit of Werner Herzog. I don't know how many places he's going to be showing that it's a picture house film they're distributing it anyway so I think it'll be a picture houses there's quite cool. a few days yeah. I don't know picture houses had much in the way of 3D 3D? hmm all their main screens are 3D. It's only going to be shown in places where you have to stroke your beard to get in. <laughs> I'll see you there next weekend. <laughs> uh, what about games, Martin? Uh, it's not just games uh, next week. It's an entire games console coming out, which is quite exciting. What? What console could it be? I don't know. Is it, is it Wii, Wii 2? No. <laughs> PlayStation 460? No. What is it? It's a, a 3DS. Ooh. What's that? Ooh. God, is that not out yet? I'm so over it. <laughs> you, you, t- you bored of it already bored of it now Martin's had it at his house for the last three weeks well yeah. no he's had the charger at his house oh no he's got the console there oh he's as got well, that now yeah. already, right. none of you like games so come on then what? tell us about 3DS 3DS well, is out on Friday um, which is yeah no sorry go on uh, which is obviously quite exciting in itself um, it comes with a launch lineup, which I thought was mediocre first of all but now having played a fair few of the games um, it's only partially mediocre <laughs> and there's some actually half decent games in there uh, like yeah, what? I've got some listener feedback here of people dying to know what they should pick up. So Tom Tidders wrote in. He says, uh, since you've got some 3D, 3DS games, what, what, wondering what games I should pick up on launch. 
What do you reckon? The two that have surprised, obviously Nintendo's first party stuff's um, generally your best bet. Um, whether or not you want to play Nintendogs or not is up to you, but it's still a quality little game. Um, Pilot Wings I haven't played so much, but I'm pretty certain it's going to be really good. The two games I've spent the most time with is um, Pez and Ridge Racer, which I'm doing reviews of both of those. And both of them really, really surprised me. Pez is the best um, Pez game I've played in years. I think a lot of that is down to the hardware because it just looks awesome on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ridge Racer is—I thought I was bored of Ridge Racer, having played all of them to death. Does Pez have Wi-Fi multiplayer? No, that's the one thing Pez doesn't have, which what? is the one thing that's going to go against it is the fact it doesn't have multiplayer. That's ridiculous. Actually, no, it does. It doesn't, it doesn't have online multiplayer. It does have Wi-Fi multiplayer online? Uh, what? Let's say console to console. Yeah. Okay. But still, it'd be good if it had online yeah. uh, multiplayer. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That doesn't figure. Uh, but still, aside from that, it's a fully featured Pez. Or kind of like the ones from the PS2 era when Pez was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vincent Ratcliffe wrote in, he said he wanted to know, have you been playing Pilot Wings Resort? If so, is there more than one, just, just one island to explore? I've only got it this morning, um, but from what I understand, it's just a one island. Cool. Well, we'll have a look at that, I guess, yeah. and yeah. have a talk about it next week. Yeah, but there's, though, I would recommend, if you've got the money, get Pez um, and Ridge Racer and Pilot Wings. Um and Nintendogs. Yeah, obviously Super Street Fighter right, 4 so, out as so well. So you're going to spend 230 on the console, and <laughs> yeah. then how many games are you recommending? Four. Depends how much stuff I Jesus can find Jesus Christ, my how rich in. are you? But at least there's something there for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, so. Especially it's, if you've got it's, deep it's, it's a really, really good lineup. Um, uh, there are other games as well, uh, which we're not allowed to tell you about, because we're embargoed our, um, our thoughts on those. Oh, those games? Yeah, those ones. Coming out. But you, you, you won't be missing out on much. Okay. What else is coming out? You do, it's in front of you. Is, it? is there an iPad coming out next week? Next week? Oh, that one. <laughs> Crisis 2 is out as well. I'm not cutting this bit out. <laughs> no. I I'm didn't just... see that bit. I got confused. I just saw 3DS and that was all I saw. <laughs> this is why you've got nothing to worry about. Right? <laughs> if that's the sort of standard that we're setting. <laughs> Jesus. I've, my eyes have gone crazy from playing too much 3DS. Yes. So iPad 2 is out. Yep. And I'm... I, well, actually, no, I was excited about it until all the rumours saying that iPad 3 is coming in the autumn. I don't think it will come I, in the I autumn. don't think it will come in the autumn. I don't I, think it I will. I think Apple will shoot themselves in the foot if mm. they bring But it I think autumn. iPad 2 is the 3DS, uh, sorry, 3GS equivalent. It's a kind of stopgap for the next proper one that comes out yeah. last year. Because mm. it doesn't really, it's faster, yes, it looks nicer, it's a bit thinner, but it doesn't really do that much extra. Oh, it's got a camera. I don't really want a camera. Um, Are you two going to be picking up 3DSs or iPads when they come out? Um, I'd eventually like to get a 3DS. But probably not until Zelda. Right. Yeah. Not till June. But yeah. n- no for an iPad 2. Yeah. I'll probably wait until I can afford it. So <laughs> maybe never. But maybe never. <laughs> I kind of like an iPad 2. Yeah, I think I've seen, seen people seem more enthusiastic now about the iPad 2 than they mm. were about the iPad 1. Or more people I've spoken to have said, I'm going to get one this yeah, time. Yeah, more people get it. I think the yeah. problem with iPad 1 is like, why do I need that? Yeah. And then when you've actually used one, yeah. but I think I think speed-wise, the, the iPad 2 is blazingly fast compared to the first one. I mean, it's going to be a, it's a yeah. massive step up. But there's still lots of things that it doesn't do that I want it to do. So The, the storage doesn't have enough storage on it. Yeah. Um, because if I was going to use it, I'd want to sort of store movies on it and stuff. Yeah, like that. but you know, you, this is this is the thing with 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 Apple investing an absolute shed load of money in this cloud storage service. Are they ever going to up the storage on these devices? Because they're just going to say, "Put it in the cloud, guys. It's what we invented it for." But <coughs> excuse me, um, so I don't want to buy uh, a top end sixty four gig one or whatever they are. I want the kind of the thirty two gig to become 
the base entry one. I expected them to do that for um, uh, iPad 2 because that's what they used to do with all the old iPods. Is mm. that basically they just shifted it up yeah. a storage, but yeah. it's all still the same. That's the thing that puts me off. But I think that's why they're doing it. They, they're mm. not expecting you to store stuff locally, that much stuff locally anymore. But I'm old-fashioned. Well, there you go. There you go. The cloud is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I still... Yeah, I, I want some kind of connectivity with USB. Fair enough. So, um, I've got another question here from Christian Mueller, who's uh, from Hamburg, Germany. He says he's just bought a DSi, DSi XL a few months ago, uh, and he's definitely going to get a 3DS. Is it worth keeping his DSi XL in good working order? in order to play the old DS games on it? Uh, yeah, I would say yes, because I'm not too impressed of how the 3DS emulates um, plays old DS games. Right. And also there's still some uncertainty about how easy it is to get your old DSiWare stuff over to your new 3DS. And I guess also if you've uh, if you've got games from other parts of the world, they won't play yeah. on the DS, 3DS, will they? Uh, no, I, th- I don't think the region locking is going to be... Um, I think the region locking is on the cartridge rather than on the yeah. console. Okay. It's not going to be like um, go backwards through the entire catalogue. Um, and also, if you want a console that's got a battery life of more than three hours, that's coming onto your DS. So, why do DS games? Why do they not look so good on 3DS? It just does something with the scaling. It just upscales them a little bit um, right. because of the resolution is different on the 3DS screen. Okay, uh, and it's just got a few. It's, it's got a few jaggies in there. It doesn't look quite as warm and as nice as it does on a on a DSi. I haven't said that DSi Excel is obviously a slightly bigger picture. So. Yeah, but I'd, I'd hold on to it. There you go. Christian, thanks for writing in. Here you go. From Germany. Um, Moving on to listener feedback. Uh, I've got an email from Matt Taylor who says, uh, I'm a lifelong gamer and still playing with my Kinect, which I got on launch. This is without fail, however, when company is around. So he's obviously only plays them when he's pals. Oh, this is going back to last week when we were asking if anybody still used their Kinect. Yeah, because obviously Microsoft's claiming that they've sold uh, 10 million. 10 million! Um, But I'm not convinced that anyone's actually playing it, apart from Matt Taylor. Anyway, he says, with the Kinect party games, people can watch and learn much easier. Or maybe the games I've got suit my friends better. I don't know. I never played the single player thing though. So there you go. That's mm. the that's that's the one that's been sold. He's yep. using it. <laughs> I have a message from Robert O'Mahony. <laughs> I said that right. Yeah, Probably. sounds about right. O'Mahony. Um, <laughs> the good hey. thing is, is he can't come back and say say you're saying <laughs> it wrong. So. <laughs> he says, "Hey guys, after representing Team IGN last week at the Motorstorm Apocalypse event." I personally thought it was one of the craziest things I have ever done. I was wondering if last week's event was the craziest you have ever attended or have there been any other memorable events that you have attended that topped this Motorstorm one? It was certainly certainly up there. It was pretty insane. Mm. Um, well, you, the one that always makes me laugh is the one that you went to. There's all that rotten meat there. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't at... It was, so it was the Sony one they did for God of War where they had like a, a goat's head and all that kind of stuff there um, but I w- wasn't at that the the one I went for, it was for Silent Hill I think it was Silent Hill 2 uh, and they took us to this disused chateau in the middle of uh, the French countryside and they tried to make the whole chateau look like a part of the game mm. so obviously no lights or anything or if there were lights it was like strobe lights uh, and then in the cellar they had all of this raw meat to make it look like the serial killer had butchered up all this stuff Oh, that's horrific. And um, I just, I got really, really ill because everyone, <laughs> everyone got battered and then thought it would be a great idea to start throwing raw meat at each other and all this kind of stuff. And so you had all these journalists with food poisoning on the Eurostar the next day. So 
Didn't yeah. didn't people have to stay there though? And they were sleeping in the room yeah. with the well, sleeping bags. Well, the, so the the journalists at the end of the day were shipped off to a, like a nice little kind of hotel down the road, whereas they had a bunch of um, I don't I think European uh, kind of competition winners, and their prize was to sleep in the chateau. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> With a, I don't know, a nice lamb hock for a pillow. Mm. <laughs> lamb hock. <laughs> Good use of the word hock. Thanks. I think ours ours is probably the same, Tom. Probably DJ Hero 2. Yeah, I guess so. That, that was pretty bonkers. That was an what, awesome. Was launch. that insane or was that just quite extravagant? It was just extravagant. I mean, we were in, yeah. um, we had our own private bar in Privilege, which is like the biggest club in the world. It's yeah. like 10,000 people. We had our Not own just private Tom bar. and I, there are another half dozen. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, and a balcony. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty bonkers, actually. Yeah, it was yeah. a good night. Um, in fact, everywhere they took us was pretty bonkers. They mm. had they took us to this bar restaurant on a cliff, and they'd projected the DJ Hero sign onto one of the cliffs. It was massive. Wow. Yeah, it was massive. huge. Yeah. One of the oddest ones I've done is actually one the most recent one where we went to Amsterdam, <laughs> which was pretty. I don't. I think our, our video was a bit tame. Actually, didn't didn't quite get across the actual the insanity. The insanity of um, eating out of dog bowls. If you, uh, if, yeah. if you haven't seen the video of me and Martin in Amsterdam, go to Facebook and check it out. It's on our Facebook page under videos. It's a very strange video. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, but you're quite, quite right. It doesn't quite get over the bonkersness. Of yeah. The the, in terms of extravagance, uh, Tomb Raider 1, still for me, it was uh, five days in um, Egypt for a 20-minute presentation. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and you had like 30 journalists from the UK. Because at the time... No one really cared about Tomb Raider because mm. it hadn't come out, and so they were doing everything to get people on side. You literally had thirty journalists in the pool with cocktails five minutes before the presentation, and the PR was like, "Come on, you've got to get upstairs!" So everyone just ran upstairs with the towels around them. So we're all sat there watching the presentation of the game in trunks <laughs> with cocktails <laughs> in our hand. So this is the kind of stuff you've got to look forward to, yeah. guys. Can I just say? It doesn't happen like that anymore. <laughs> this was many, many, many years ago. So. Uh, Chris McCree writes in, uh, asks if we've ad- ever had a shitty job experience. Because um, once someone shit in the back of his store and it smelled, oddly enough, like shit all day. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. What's the worst job you've ever had? God. Uh, uh, probably when I was uh, about uh, 19, uh, I installed TVs for a living. For uh, Red Fusion, then they were yeah big heavy fuckers though in black and white. I'm gonna make semi. I'm gonna keep on making these jokes about your age. You carry on, mate, and I'll just stab you eventually. (laughs) Good. Uh, And the worst thing was like you had to swap out tellies that had packed up and weren't working because they were rented. People rented them back then. Mm. (laughs) Crazy as it seems, and the amount of cat shit that you saw behind tellies was incredible. People with cats and cats and also pissy video recorders. Because the big old video recorders that used to get really warm, cats used to love sitting on those, and they piss. <laughs> and the amount of, the amount of piss-filled video oh recorders that I, that I had to put up with was quite phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, so that's probably the worst job I've ever had, I think. Apart from this one. Obviously. Yeah. What about you guys? What's the worst job you've ever had? I will reserve my opinions on that. <laughs> really? <laughs> is, is it this one? <laughs> oh. In Lincolnshire, where I grew up, we had a lot of factories. So I've done factory jobs in the past. Oh, yeah. Packing cherries was particularly bad because the floor is just sticky. Like your yeah. shoes are like everywhere you went. A bit like a student union bar. A bit like the toilets at IGN. Yes. Um, I worked in the uh, Bake Foil factory for, for a week. And I the what factory? No, Bake Foil. Oh, yeah. I've got, there's no anecdotes to tell from it, though. It was just it's, unbelievably yeah. mundane. Yeah, I worked in a coal sort of packing factory as well, which is again is just mundane. I only did it for a few days, like I didn't. I picked lettuces. That was backbreaking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Nasty. 
Readers, let us know your shitty job experience. <laughs> uh, hey guys, says Josh Brown. I've got a hair in my mouth. Shut up. Hey guys, been a massive fan of the podcast since about episode 40. I've listened to every single one of your podcasts at least four or five times. Oh. Yes, I know, I'm addicted. I wonder if he's looking for clues or something. <laughs> I was wondering, with all the HD remakes of retro games making an appearance, is it possible we could soon see the old Ratchet and Clank games remade? Oh, he's got a PS, by the way. I seem to have a curse that all of my favourite members of the podcast seem to leave to go to different jobs. So, Martin, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> he likes That's you. pathetic, isn't it? Wow. I'm not sure what that means. So what do we, what do we think about Ratchet and Clank games? We make, There's a new Ratchet and Clank game coming out, There is a new Ratchet there? and Clank game coming out, but that's, is that the... I get so confused. Four, all for one. Mm. Yeah. So... I've got, I've got to I've got to hold my hands up and say I don't get Ratchet and Clank games or Insomniac as a developer. I don't I just don't like them. Me neither. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, whoever that was. Actually, I'm really sorry because who liked me as well. That's really um. Yep. I I just I should I should sit down and give them some more time. But Ratchet and Clank All for One is coming out. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some of the HD um remastered some of the older ones. It would make sense. But I know nothing of them. Okay. Um, I've got one from the very lovely, actually, Matt Caban, who says, uh, I'm Matt, which is true, and <laughs> live in NY, which is either North Yeovil or possibly New York, uh, and just downloaded the UK podcast for the first time, and I'm only halfway through and have laughed so much. Uh, it reaffirms how much I love the English, ah. which you'll all <laughs> be I really pleased to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm Scottish. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take that to mean British. <laughs> sure. As we necessarily always have to do. Um, anyways, I will start to listen to your podcast regularly along with uh, the US Game Scoop and Podcast Beyond. Cheers. He sounds oh, like a trooper. Oh, yeah. That was very nice. We've got to get our big map sorted out, Tom. I know, yeah. We keep talking about getting a big map and we're going to stick pins in it where people uh, write in from and we haven't got round to it. No, we will do it. Look good yeah. on the wall as it well, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yeah. Put the pins in. Mm. Mm. Is there any more mm. feedback? I, I do, but I, I don't actually know. What's that mean? Oh, that's the first bit to read and then go up to the second bit. So read this, then that. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. All right. Uh, I've got an email from... Can you stop? I'm reading. <laughs> I've got an email from Ed Paris who says, uh, I wish you could still smoke spliffs on the balcony of, of the Duke of York's in Brighton. It's possibly the best cinema in the UK as you can get pints and massive slices of homemade cake in the foyer. Surely cake and spliffs go hand in hand. Do they, Martin? <laughs> Don't look at me. You eat a lot you of were the one that said <laughs> <laughs> You were the one that said you could smoke spliffs there. I never said I smoked spliffs on the balcony. I didn't say you. Locks. You said you could. You could. All right. I'm pretty sure you can't anymore. Anyway, he said, we used to smoke uh, weed in Eastbourne Curzon, which is just down the right, bro, uh, just down the road from Brighton. Perhaps this is why uh, episode one... Oh, fa- I guess the Star Wars episode one seemed like quite a good movie when it came out. <laughs> Great days. He also says, Tom mentioned uh, uh, Bodian's needs more emphasis. Bodian's is pretty much the best. I try. Yeah, I was talking about someone coming to London and that's where they should go and eat. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right, so yeah, Bodine's is great. Although I went on Friday, uh, no, Monday, and I didn't enjoy it as much as I usually do. What was do. the issue? Really? What was the problem? I couldn't, couldn't eat it all and yeah, the next did day... The, did you go for the chili hot dog when you were there? No, I just had a, the Soho special, but uh, next day... What is day, the Soho special? It's pork and beef in like right. a mat, like a barbecue marinade type yeah. sandwich. It's amazing, but I just couldn't finish it. But yeah, go, check it out. Yeah. What did you call it, Alex? What? What did you call the name of the place? Bodine's. Bodine's? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You call it's, it Bodine's? Mm. Yeah, it's oh. Bodine's, isn't it? Bodine's. Yeah. And have you guys ever been to Bodine's? <laughs> if so, how do you pronounce it? 
Bodines? Bodines? Bodians. Bodians. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look it up. Uh, I've got uh, an email from Connor Halsey, um, who is using TextBeak. So I will switch to my TextBeak <laughs> voice while I do it. He says, hey, IGN crew, I am Tona- Connor Halsey. Last name is, like I said, Hall, not Hal. <laughs> oh, so you got that wrong. <laughs> Don't diss me, bruv. So today I was in college. I had lessons of doing nothing, so I had a plan. I phoned my dad, like all cool people do. And I got him to pick me up. At this point, I still had like three hours left of college. So I had to come up with an amazing way of getting out of college. Sorry. Back to my normal voice. That's a little smiley face with the tongue poking out. So what did I do? I said I had the dentist. It worked for the win. Uh, and then we go to see Battle LA it was an alright film lots of action and now college keep asking me for a note for my dentist and all the details <laughs> I've never missed an episode of IGN UK by the way I'm from UK Milton Keynes for the win <laughs> that was amazing I'm so glad you read that out alright there you go dentist <laughs> yes. is there any more po- yeah Stuart you've got a bit haven't you no I think that's it Oh. Oh, was that it? Good. No, that's it. Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you should know. Yeah, I did it. So, we're going well, to... Well, should we not do that what? properly? What? <laughs> just, let's just let it just peter out like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Slight fizzle. So, I guess when this goes out, the BAFTA winners will be announced? Yeah, it'll, it'll be all a clean, clean yep. intro. So by the time this podcast goes out, will the BAFTA winners will have been announced. You'll yes. be able to watch a replay of the event on thatthereigens.com. Yep. And Obviously, well, um, it'll already happen, but you'll be live tweeting from the event, won't you, Tom? Yeah. You so will have live tweeted from the event, won't you have? Yes. yes. <laughs> Check back into our feed <laughs> and see how it was. But you'll also be able to read Ewan's feature on the, the BAFTA event uh, and obviously see Lydia in all the videos that we do as well. That, that'll all be up on IGN, so very exciting. And uh, yeah, Kapow. We might as well plug Kapow Shameless again. Shameless plug. Yeah, corporate plug. That's in April. If you haven't got your tickets yet, do it soon because yeah, they're running out gonna fast. It's going to be awesome. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Hmm. Lots of exciting stuff happening there, uh, most of which we can't tell you at the moment, unfortunately. But obviously, we'll all be there in force. So just come along, just say hello to Martin. Yeah, I yeah. guess he probably That's got to be worth the entry price alone, isn't it? Uh, definitely. You can get to pull his beard. <laughs> Maybe we could sell it, sell it for a pound. Sell my beard off for a pound. Yeah. No, you could we just have a tug of the beard. Do you know what? We should do a charity auction where you, you shave your beard off. It would. It could never ever happen mm. for medical reasons. I reckon enough <laughs> of us could pin you down. Also, I've been told my girlfriend if I ever shaved my beard off, she would dump me. It's oh. my magic power. It's my yeah. What even for charity? Yep. <laughs> your missus is harsh. I know. And that's it then. Yeah, that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. And uh, give us a good review on iTunes, if you please. Thank you very much. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.